What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Today we are doing a continuation of a podcast that I did a week and a half ago, maybe, and it was called Life as a Plug. That was definitely one of my favorite podcasts that I've recorded so far, and if you haven't listened to it, I think you should go listen to it. It was one of my first long ones, but I'll I'll recap it real quick right here. So my essential argument was that we have four essential frameworks that we were plugged into as children and that they have a terrible effect on our lives. The first one being our education system. I argue that the purpose of education is not to know stuff, it's to go out and actually affect the world in some type of way or manner, and that the education system uh, fails at that, to say the least. <laughs> it fails so hard at that. It actually does the opposite, where a lot of people claim to be educated but can't actually do anything in the world, if that makes sense. And the system is so bad that after being in school for 12 years, K-12, through that we have so little skill and uh, marketability that we have to go spend tens of thousands of dollars or maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to a college where we learn from old people who have not been in the market for at least 20 to 25 years and who live on tenure and government money to teach us how to go out into the private market and get us a job and get us a solid income. I hope you can tell by the sound of my voice that I don't think college is such a good idea for that. And myself, I'm a college dropout. And on to the next framework, which is our money framework. And most people get that framework from the school system. And what that framework is, is go to school so you can get go to a good school and get a good job. So you can invest in a 401k and retire at 65 with that. 401k and a social security check now quick thing on social security um you're not gonna get paid anything if you're my age you're 20 something you're like the cutoff like by the time we're old social security it'll be a thing for sure but it'll be so low in value that it won't matter at all and this is because the social security fund is not funded it's they call it the social security trust fund but Trust me, it's not funded. <laughs> that was a, a Peter Schiff joke, so shout out to Peter Schiff. But Social Security is the income tax, just like your regular income tax. And that money that goes into that, into that fund, in quotations, gets immediately spent on things like welfare, whatever the government wants to spend that stuff on. But the politicians lie. That's kind of their job, to lie to us. So people believe that they have something in there, that they're contributing to a fund that is being invested wisely or whatever that's just not the case but instead of rambling i'll move on to the third framework which i claimed is one of our essential frameworks which is our self-esteem framework which we also get from the school system and our parents and the way we get it from the school system and our parents is by external validation in the school system for example you are validated if you are really good at memorizing stuff to forget on a test. <laughs> you memorize the stuff, you take the test, and then you forget all about it, and you never use it again in your whole life. You get a reward for that, man. You get an A on your report card, a box on a piece of paper, and it means that you get to do it again at a different school. <laughs> you get so good at memorizing stuff and spinning it out 
that you get to do it again. And this time you get to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to do it at a university. Parents give us self-esteem by validating the behaviors that they like and disvalidating the ones that they don't like. Like when they call you a good boy or girl for doing a certain action or a bad girl, bad boy or irresponsible or blah, 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 because you did X, Y, Z. Now, I believe self-esteem is self-generated. And my definition of self-esteem is that it is your confidence in your mind, your confidence in your mind to handle the challenges and obstacles that get in between you and the goals that you are after. Therefore, when someone validates you from the outside, it could be a genuine praise, but a lot of the times it is manipulation, especially if they know that they get that you get your self-esteem from external sources instead of internal. I came up with an argument once. I'm not sure which podcast it was, but I'll rephrase it here. So you're walking down the street, right? And I come up to you and I say, hey, man, Jeff, you know, you're walking wrong. You're supposed to be walking on your hands, man. We were supposed to be walking on our hands. That's the way that God made us or whatever, right? And of course, you would brush that guy off, brush me off as a crazy man, because of course, you're supposed to walk on your feet. You have enough belief in your mind and your ability ability to perceive reality that anybody that comes up to you saying that the proper way to walk on your feet, I mean, to walk is to walk on your hands, is absolutely crazy and wrong, and you would not feel shaken in any way, even if I attack you or try to give you a bad self-esteem in some manner. And the last framework, which is perhaps maybe the most important, I would say it's right up there with self-esteem. It, it's like the sister or the brother to self-esteem, which is your or our morality framework. Our perception of good and evil, right and wrong. Right and wrong is ethics, but I'll up it in just for this example. For the majority of us, we get that from our parents in the school system. In the school system, there is only one thing that they want you to know, one thing that they want you to sink, that want they want to sink in your mind, excuse me, and that is that you need the government and that you it is a source for good in the world, if that makes sense. If you believe the government is a benevolent force and that they can actually change the world for good in some way or matter, you will not vote them out. You will not vote for a decrease in power. And if you're the government... Your goal is to stay in power. It's just basic incentives. If if a government agency, let's say the Department of Education, wants more funding, that does not mean that they have to educate the kids in a better way. And that means the kids need to be less educated so that they can get more funding. That's how they get their raises. They say, hey, let us educate the kids. And we're like, okay, we'll give you this money. Or the government's like, okay, we'll take that money from the citizens. That's what actually happens. They get the money, they spend it, the education system gets worse, and they're like, oh my god, we need some more money for this, and we, and then they take more money, and then that's how they get their funding, that's how it works. Now, the morality that you get from your parents could vary, depending on their religion or non-religiousness, but for most parents, the essential thing that they want you to internalize is that they are right, <laughs> they are good, you should listen to them because they're your parents. If you want a more lengthy uh, talk about that, watch the first part or listen to the first part. I mean, and there was one big thing that I admit that I missed that I want to talk about now, which is why I'm recording this second part. And is that if you plug yourself into a good 
moral framework, you will have all the other frameworks accounted for. Great moral frameworks have self-esteem frameworks built in. They have success frameworks built in for making money. And they have education frameworks for learning stuff and affecting the world in some way or manner. I'll give you an example. Ayn Rand's moral philosophy called objectivism has a moral framework, it has a self-esteem framework, it has a money framework, and it has an education framework. Her central argument is that anything that um, is against the mind is against human beings, and anything that is against the mind is against life, which is evil, which is to say that our mind is our primary primary tool of survival and that without it, we are more like animals. Our mind is the only reason why we are the way we are, why we have buildings and water, and we don't have to fight the animals anymore. Our mind is our unique characteristic that separates us from all the animals and why we have everything that we have, essentially. To not use your mind is evil. To support causes that discourage the use of the mind is evil. And the opposite is the good, the morally acceptable, which is to foster development of the mind, to use the mind, and to respect the mind. Now, I'm going to tell you the three built-in frameworks for self-esteem, money, and self-education that objectivism has, right? So, education. I, I bet you can guess. I bet you can guess. Your mind is your tool to understand reality. Use your mind to understand reality as best you can and to create concepts that build on top of other concepts that build on top of still other concepts and use those concepts to solve problems and to categorize nature and subdue it. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. So the money framework, you have your education. Now you do the same thing with your mind, but towards your money. You use your mind to understand reality, to build concepts and such. Those concepts that could be traded for somebody else's concepts and earn you some money. And that's the money framework. (laughs) And the self-esteem framework is that there is no greater pleasure that a human can take but to use their mind and to be right about it. To have self-generated action that leads to the fulfillment of your goals. And by this definition, it means that self-esteem is self-generated, not something that you get from your parents, from teachers, from the government. I hope I did that justice because I consider myself an objectivist, partially at least, and I've used her stuff to change my life. I use my mind. I get educated for real, real education, which means learning concepts that can actually affect change on the world. And when you can check, eject, uh, change on the world, you can earn money for doing that. You earn your money and you feel good about yourself. That's your self-esteem. And as long as you support the mind, use your mind, discourage and not discourage the use of the mind or support policies that discourage the mind, you are a moral person. Very simple, very easy. Well, not easy to do, but simple and very effective in my opinion. Religions kind of have a lot of the same stuff going on. If you want to know somebody who's a Christian, who's very successful, who has high self-esteem, who makes great money, who's very well educated and is a moral person, you can watch uh, 
look up Myron Golden on YouTube. He's a Christian preacher, philosopher, guy, runs a big business teaching people success principles from the Bible through YouTube videos and coaching and challenges and such. So if you're a Christian, I'd recommend you checking out him. But the moral of the story is that a great morality framework is the solution to your self-esteem problems, your money problems, and your education problems. Most people get their self-esteem and their education from external forces, which is not the right thing to do. For example, the education system does not produce educated people. Educated people don't make money. Those people don't have high self-esteem because they actually get it from external forces instead of themselves. And their morality is all messed up because they believe that the government has a justification for stealing to support programs that they want for themselves. So get yourself a morality framework that can guide you to success in these four very critical areas, the four critical areas of your life. And with that being said, I hope you got something good out of this. I hope I did it justice, and I will see you next time.